Hey, good morning, everybody. This is Pastor Lenny, live from Fishkill, New York, in the offices of New Life Ministry. And I want to start out the way I always do, and that is by saying how much I love and appreciate each and every one of you. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I thank you for your letters. and I have them posted up on our church bulletin board. Your encouraging words, your prayers, your gifts. Some of you have made me beautiful and wonderful plaques that are just absolutely gorgeous. And then so many of you who bless us, bless us financially. Thank you. From the bottom of our hearts. Lori and I really appreciate you. Now Lori's not with, with me here today. She's watching live at home. Although she's not on yet. First one on all the time is my mom. And I am, I am so excited. I am so excited because this Sunday we'll be leaving on a jet plane and, and, and uh, flying to Tampa. Where we'll be spending um, the Thanksgiving holidays. It's going to be a great time. But we love you. We love you. And um, today we're going to, going to finish up some thoughts that we started on Friday. And um, there's my wife. <laughs> there's my wife. And um, I just get all choked up when I just think about all of you, the blessings that you are. And uh, today you can see the screen I have behind me is Jesus, Superman, Jesus, super, he's, he's my superhero. He's my superhero. You know, we praise God. We praise Jesus for how he brought Jessica through and how Jessica is healed and whole by the hand of God. But he brought Jessica through. Superman Jesus, superhero Jesus brought him, brought her, brought Jessica through the fire, radiation treatments, and now the cancer's gone, and, and she's recovering, and we just praise God. I know a lot of you don't know Jessica. You haven't met her. I've met her. What a dear, a dear person, a dear sister. What a, such a sweet spirit. You know, and, I, and he's my super, superman, my superhero. I used to wear a super, superman hat all the time and a superman shirt, and, and, and the reason why I did it was because it was a conversation starter. People would always tell me, hey, I like your hat, and I like your shirt. And I, I'd say, yeah, I, 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 I wear them because I'm not, I'm not Superman, and I'm not suggesting that. And then I'll let them know, but there's a Superman that's living within me. You know, because people ask me, you know, my daughter, I think she was just talking to my mom um, about some, some, some different things. And um, she made a statement to my, to my wife, like, I don't know how dad did it. You know, the Lord, and I still this day don't know why we went this route, but he said, proceed with peace. And I did, and I'm healed and whole today, and I praise him. But as I was walking through that, I realized I wasn't walking through it. Jesus was walking through it, and he was using my body. 17 weeks of, of chemo without any real adverse effects. 
there was no real adverse effects from it. In fact, I would always be upbeat and, and, and in good spirits while I was at Mount Sinai. And I would, I would go from room to room and, and I would encourage people and tell them God loves them and how they're going to they're gonna come out of this victorious. And, and I just, I loved, kind of loved and embraced going there so I can see the people. I would I would I would bless the um, the nurses and uh, the staff and the aides there with with gifts. I'd bring them chocolate candy and 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 and, and different various different things. Sometimes donuts and and uh, I would always minister and talk about Jesus. And they would always come into the the room where I was and and they would sit and they would listen and and there was times when many of them would weep. And tell me how they just needed to hear it. They just needed to be reminded of what I was talking about, what I was, what I was, what I was sharing. And I just thank God for using me. You know, all things work together for good. And God did not put that cancer on me. But through this situation, there was so much good, so so much prayer for people, and, and so much. Uh, of the encouragement and uplifting of, you know, of others and, uh, and to see them filled with hope because of the message of Jesus. I mean, he went through it. He used my body. And then 210, 210 particle beams, two here, two here, as there were two large tumors in this area. Two here, each day, and two here, in the nasal cavity, working towards the brain, and working towards the optic nerve of my left eye, 210. How'd I do it? I, I didn't. My superhero did. My superhero did. And I'm telling you this because 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23. This is a beautiful verse. You know, after they met Paul, really, after the Pauline revelations, and after Paul met with the disciples, and after Paul started sharing his letters and sharing his insights on, on the gospel of grace and on our being united with Jesus Christ and and the power that was within. Peter, Peter and John started getting it. They really did. They had no understanding and no idea that when Jesus was on that cross, they were there with him. Their sin, they were there with him. They were being crucified with him. They had no comp- uh, a comprehension of that. That when Jesus would be buried, they would be buried with him. And when he raised on that raised from when he was raised from the dead on that third day and that tomb was empty they had no concept that that means they were being raised with him to newness of life resurrection life paul through the holy spirit brought this revelation to them this increased knowledge and this increased understanding so look at what Peter pens in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23. For through the eternal and living word of God, 
You have been born again. Think about that. John, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. And all things came into being by him, through him. And nothing has come into being that has come into being outside of him. And then it goes on to say, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. So here, Peter, for through the eternal and living word of God, you have been born again. There's only one, one eternal and living word of God, and that's Jesus Christ. We have been born again. We have been born again. And this seed, what's the seed? Jesus Christ. Christ Jesus. And remember, that word Christ means the anointed one with the anointing. So this anointed one with the anointing has been planted within us. Beautiful portion of scripture, 1 Peter 1.23. You can never be destroyed but will live and grow inside of you forever. Wow. It can never be destroyed. You know what? Maybe that wasn't a mistake. You can never be destroyed because of that living word of God, because of that seed that's been planted within you, because of Jesus, the anointed one, and his anointing. But it will live and will grow inside of you forever. And this seed, Jesus Christ, the anointed one and the anointing, this is the power that Paul speaks about in Romans chapter 8, verse 11, where he says, if the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, then this same spirit that raised Christ from the dead will renew and restore and revitalize your mortal body. Oh, this is the same seed and power that, that he's talking about in his Ephesians prayer in chapter one in the, in the book of Ephesians. I believe it's verse 18 or 19 where he says that you would know the exceeding greatness of this seed, of this power that worketh within. The same seed and the same power he talks about in Ephesians chapter three, verse 20 where he says God is able to do far beyond what we can ask or think according to this seed, according to this power that works within. You have a superman, a superhero within you, and that makes you super, supernatural, because you and that superman you and Jesus are united together and formed as one. Wow. Let that sink in. Let that sink in. So now, what did we start? Good morning, Jess. We love you. We ended up on Friday talking about Titus chapter 3, verse 3 through 7, and verse 9. And I'm going to read it real quickly for you because this is, this is the beauty 
of the power of that seed of Jesus, of Christ, the anointed one with the anointing. And you know what? Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, the anointed one and the anointing. Because it's the power of God for salvation. That's within us. That's within us. Jesus, our superhero. Hallelujah. So here's uh, Titus chapter 3, verse 3 through 7 and verse 9. For we ourselves also were, were, past tense, old man, old order, were sometimes foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving different lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful, hating one another. Ah, but listen to verse 4. See, now it's talking about the present. Now it's talking about the present, what took place. At born again. But after that, the kindness and love of God our Savior toward man appeared. Remember Romans 5, 8? But God commended his love for us that while we were yet sinners, Jesus Christ, Christ died for us. Verse 5, not by works of righteousness, never by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. Now remember Galatians chapter 2, verse 21 with that verse. For if righteousness could ever be achieved by the law, by the do-it-yourself system, by your efforts, then Jesus Christ died for no reason at all. Oh, I love the Pauline epistles. By his mercy, he saved us. By the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Ghost, which he shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Savior, that being justified, declared righteous, by his grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Now reference that with Romans chapter 4, verse 25, and Romans chapter 5, verse 1. So now, this is our present, standing, perpetual, happen once, continues day after day after day, forever. Our eternal position, right? Saved washed, the washing of regeneration, renewed, renewing of the Holy Spirit, declared righteous. Wow. And the final verse, verse 9, it says, but avoid, avoid foolish questions and genealogies and contentions and strivings about the law. <laughs> Paul is amazing. Paul is, Christ is the end of the law for righteousness. Reference that with Romans chapter 10, verses 1 through 4. But avoid foolish questions and genealogies and contentions and strivings about the law, for they are unprofitable and vain. Wow. So let's look at some of these words he's talking about. Not by our own works. Never by our own works. And that never, ever changes. It's not about what you do or what you have to do. 
or what you can do. It's always about what Jesus has already done. Remember that. That's our only qualification, our believing in Jesus Christ, believing him, because with the heart we believe unto righteousness, with the mouth we confess unto salvation, with the heart we believe unto righteousness. This portion of scripture tells us that we have been declared righteous. That's our standing position before God. Believe it. Receive it. So what is the word works? Not by our own works of righteousness. It's ergon. And it means, it means to toil. An act. Deeds. Doings. Labor. Work. Paul is saying it's not by our own doing. It's not by our own toiling. It's not by our own deeds. It's never by our own labor. It's a gift. Reference that with Romans chapter 5, verse 17. Those who have received the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. Righteousness, you don't achieve it through your own works. You achieved it by the gifting of God, his declaration of our righteousness when Jesus Christ rose from the dead. Romans chapter 4, verse 25. Powerful. Righteousness, what does it mean? It's sticky. Dick Ayos, Dick Ayos, Dick Ayos, Dick Ayos. It means um, innocent, holy, just, innocent, holy, and just. Could never achieve it. You cannot maintain it by your own works, only by faith in Jesus Christ. Reference this with Romans chapter 1, verse 16 and 17. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God for salvation to all who believe, to the Jew first and then to the Gentile. For therein lies the righteousness of God. For as it is written, the just live by faith. Oh, praise you, Jesus. Remember, Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Let us, Son, Holy Spirit, Father, let us create man in our own limit, in an image, in our own image and likeness. And Ephesians chapter 4, verse 24 tells us that that image was true holiness and true righteousness. This is a gifting because of faith in Jesus Christ. It is the new man. Reference that with 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. The old order, the old man, the old nature is gone. Behold, cometh the new. That new man is a spirit. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. Man is a spirit being. And he has a soul, a mind, will, and emotions. And it just lives in a body. Our, our earth suit, our earth tent. The new man, the new order. 
is completely righteous and holy. That is your true new identity. Reference that with Romans chapter 6, verse 4 and 5. You get some good teaching through the Holy Spirit. Through Pastor Lenny. I hope you realize this. This is the true gospel. The true gospel of grace. Saved. Here's that word saved. Sozo. The power of God for salvation. Christ Jesus. The gospel. Where we believe with our heart unto righteousness and make confession with our tongue to salvation. Saved. Not by works of righteousness, but by his mercy and by his gifting and by his washing and by his regeneration. So, so, delivered, protected, healed, preserved, saved, made well, made whole. 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 Spirit. Soul. And body. Remember that. I was just at Yorktown Assembly of God with Pastor Donald Foster. I've known him for 47 years. And Pastor Rose. Wonderful friends. Wonderful friends. They invited me. They gave me the privilege and honor of speaking at their, at their church. Their people were so beautiful and so responsive. And the presence of God was there in a beautiful way. I felt like I was home. If you live in the Mayapak area, that's the place where you need to, to, to fellowship at. That's where you need to be. You need to be with Pastor Don Foster and Pastor Rose. They have the heart of God. So when I was there, I forgot where I was going. Saved, so-so, healed, made whole, made whole. I don't know where I was going with that. But I guess the Holy Spirit wanted me to say that and give some shout-outs to, to Pastor Donald Foster and Pastor Rose. But we were talking about healing. And in fact, we had a prayer line of probably 35 to 40 people who we, be we believe were miraculously touched. But God makes... Oh, I know. Pastor Donald Foster was sharing how he witnessed at one time in a hospital visitation to someone who was dying. They were given a death sentence. And he said, sure, I'll go and visit. And he went to visit that person. And he shared how he looked at that upon that person and that person had an expression of fear. And he, with all his love and compassion, asked her, why are you afraid? And she answered, because, because I think I'm going to die and I don't know what's going to happen after that. Well, then he ministered the gospel to her. He ministered salvation. And she accepted Jesus Christ as her Lord and Savior. But Pastor Don, Pastor Donald Foster didn't stop. And this is, this is the whole message about Jesus saved. <clears throat> it's not just about sins are forgiven. It's about, it's about being made whole and healed. And Pastor, Pastor Donald Foster said, well, you know what else? In addition to your sins being forgiven, Jesus Christ provided healing. So let's believe him for that healing also right now. He saved us, so-so. And he prayed for her healing. And guess what? Not only did she experience 
the washing and regeneration that comes from the forgiveness of sins, but she also experienced the healing that comes with it. That's what's in the word saved. And that's where we miss. We miss it so much and so often. We miss it that Jesus provided all. We need to preach the entire gospel, the whole of the gospel at once so they receive the washing and regeneration that comes from the forgiveness of sins. They receive the healing and restoration of a diseased and broken body. And they receive the wholeness and peace of mind that comes from Jesus Christ. Washing. Look at this word washing. Washing. Lutron. Lutron. It means a bath. A bath in a washing. You know when you step into that shower. You know, and you step or you step into that bath and you just feel so clean and refreshed. Cleaned and refreshed. That's how God wants you to feel every moment of every day. Because if you are in the light as he is in the light, then Jesus' blood continuously cleanses you and keeps you clean from all sin. John got it. We referenced that with 1 John chapter 2, verse 1. Regeneration. Ah, uh, palingen, palingen, palingenesia. You don't need to know the Greek, and I don't need to know the Greek, but that's what it is, and this is what it means. A spiritual rebirth. The state or act of a spiritual rebirth. Spiritual re-renovation. Re specifically, especially the Masonic restoration and regeneration. We reference that with Romans chapter 6, verse 4 and 5. New creation realities. And with John. In, one, in John chapter 1, verse 12, where as many as received Jesus Christ, the anointed and the anointed one, who were washed, right? Who, who were regenerated, right? Who were declared righteous. For as many as received Jesus the Christ, God gave the power, the right, the ability, and the authority to be his children to all those who believed in Jesus Christ. Wow! And a renewing, a renewing, a renewing, a renewal, a renovation, a complete change for the better. And you see, the gospel and our gospel message and my message by the Holy Spirit through the Holy Spirit using me to you is to enlighten you to enlighten you about that complete change that has taken place at Born Again. This is why the Apostle Paul's writings are so important. He tells us of our completeness. He tells us of our perfection. He tells us of our sanctification. He tells us of our complete righteousness. He tells us of our holiness over and over and over again as he refers to us as saints more than 40 times in his writings. And he tells us that this transformation in our lives will become complete by the renewing of our minds. 
about the trueness of our new creation, the trueness of the change that has been made, the trueness of the new order that has taken place, the trueness of our oneness and our being united to Jesus Christ. That's where our victory is. That's where the healing will flow. That's where the transformation will take place in our lives. That's why he says in Romans chapter 6, verse 14, sin has no more dominion over me and over you because we're not under the law. We're under the grace of Jesus Christ, the power, the power of that seed, that eternal seed that worketh within us. Grow your awareness of that seed. Grow your awareness of that uniting. Grow your, your, your awareness of the fact that you and Jesus Christ are one. And you will live in victory. Oh, I get so excited. Tomorrow, tomorrow we're going to be talking about 1 Corinthians chapter 2. If you want to read it in advance. Another beautiful portion of scripture. Listen, I got to close this out. It's been almost 30 minutes. But you're getting a good word here. And I'm encouraging you, hit share. The only way others are going are to come into, come into the knowledge of this true, me, true message of, his, of the gospel of Christ and his grace and the power and the empowerment is if you hit the share button. Hit the share button. Holy Spirit is telling you right now to hit the share button. And know this. I love you. I love you. And Lorian will be with me tomorrow and we will see you tomorrow morning.